0: On today's episode of the Building the Dam podcast, Joe Lundergrand and I from Building the Dam, we talk about Cal Poly and their triple option offense and kind of the new look the, the beers will see this weekend, and then just take a look back, talk about some of our thoughts from the Hawaii game, and look forward to the rest of the season. Enjoy. And joining me is Joe from Building the Dam. How are you doing, Joe?
1: Great man, ready. Uh, ready for another week, another full week of football.
0: Yeah, uh, you're ready to to hurt again. <laughs> Something oh, like that. <laughs> okay. Um, and so today we're just mostly going to be talking about the Cal Poly game this Saturday afternoon. Um, but before we really break that down, I kind of just wanted to see get your thoughts on the Hawaii loss and see how you're feeling about the team.
1: Yeah, man. The Hawaii game in particular, the whole time I was pretty into it. I just thought like, I just hope they can sustain this kind of momentum because they had a lot of good things going for him in the first in the first half. But, you know, ultimately, I think it was just like I knew Hawaii offensively was going to be a tough, uh, a tough draw, especially with just like the kind of gunslinger Cole McDonald is. But like man, just couldn't hold it together mentally or physically at the end of that game, and uh, yeah, Hawaii was just able to overcome despite really they really didn't have like any kind of rushing attack. But again, Cole McDonald, yeah. such a good quarterback, especially for that. Yeah, team. yeah,
0: yeah. No, I'm right there with you. That was it was a rough game because I once Oregon State was up, I think they were up 21-7 and then 28-14. Um, and I was feeling pretty confident, probably too confident, and then I'm still just kind of shocked by what the offense did in the second half or what they didn't do, I guess is more accurate. So yeah. that was a rough rough loss for sure. Definitely felt like a game Oregon State could have had um and probably should have had. But um Yeah. It didn't caster
1: seven like Pert the entire game. Like <laughs> this is a football game that you are watching on TV between Hawaii and Oregon State. I just realized I'm not holding my microphone. Like, that's <laughs> that's really what they sounded like the whole game. I It felt like the whole game really felt like an episode of Parks and Rec right up to the point we started punching each other in the face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then it turned into a little bit of MMA. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was talking to Travis about that, and we were just cracking up at the Hawaii announcers and and their Captain Obvious remarks at times, and then how they were obsessed with the yard marker and things like that. Mm-hmm. It was pretty enjoyable. Um, besides the announcing, did you like the, the game on Facebook, or what was your experience with it?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I had a pretty easy time enjoying the game. Uh Life hack If you have like a fire TV or a smart TV or something like that, Facebook Watch has an app that you can just download and then you can just put your Facebook login in, and then it's pretty easy to find from there. So I really had no problem with it. Like, if I don't, you know, and it plus, you know, if the choice is that or Pac 12 network, I'll take that every time because that's way easier to find at this point.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And it's, I felt like it was a better. Uh, connection. It was pretty clear the whole time. There wasn't any audio issues or anything and Pac-12 network seems to have lots of issues every time I watch yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know about the Facebook Watch app. Um, I just hooked up my laptop to the TV but I should have done that. That's smart.
1: Yeah, I mean, either um, works. It's, yeah. it's pretty easy to find either way. I don't understand why people complain about it so much. <laughs>
0: People don't like change. <laughs> um, yeah. But so or, Oregon State's trying to move on from the loss to Hawaii, but unfortunately there's some key injuries that came with that game. Uh, most notably Addison Gums towards ACL and will be out for the rest of the season. Um and then Nathan Eldridge, the center, high ankle sprain. Sounds like he'll be out this week and – may not even be back in time for the Stanford game after the bye week. Um and then I haven't heard much about Matthew Tago and his knee. Um just that he'll be out this week. Have you heard anything any updates injury wise?
1: Uh not beyond what you kind of just said. I rewatched um uh Jonathan Smith's presser today and yeah, the big one obviously Adam Gum or Addison Gums with the uh, ACL tear. In the opposite knee of the ACL he previously previously tore, so that's brutal. Um, yeah, and then Eldridge uh, being out is obviously going to be uh, tough this week when uh, in a week where the rushing game is going to benefit them greatly. Um, but yeah, and then the Tago one's kind of tough too. Uh, hopefully they get him back sooner rather than later. And then on top of all the other injuries that they previously had, it's like. Have you ever seen that Monty Python movie where the guy's walking through the aisle and he's like, bring out your dad. And they throw him on the pile like that's I feel like that's (laughs) Oregon State right now. It's just a pile of bodies like over the summer. They were like Oregon State fans were like, please bring us all these great transfers. And then we got them and then they all got hurt. It's a real like monkey's paw situation here.
0: For sure. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, let's hope Avery Roberts and Tyjohn Lindsay stay healthy because that would really be basically all the transfers. Um, yeah, and oh, I forgot to mention David Morris. He Did he play against Hawaii? I don't think he played at all against Hawaii, and they said he was experiencing. Yeah, um, and that's rough because he's had a lot of foot problems, broken feet, so they are probably being extra cautious there. I hope they are at least
1: yeah they definitely can't afford to do long-term damage to him because he's what a sophomore junior
0: sophomore a red shirt I think he redshirted last year so
1: okay yeah yeah obviously from what we've seen out of him he's extremely talented and anytime you have a safety that can lead the team in tackles when he needs to even though that's obviously not good for your defense you know you need to keep that guy healthy because I think he could you know, one of these days, it's all going to come together, and I think he's going to be a good leader for this defense when he's 100% healthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And um, we we mentioned it a little bit, but the the kind of the punches thrown at the Hawaii game and uh, Gus Lavaca and Caleb Hayes, it was announced both are going to be suspended for the first half against Cal Poly. Um, what what kind of were your thoughts on that, too, too harsh, not harsh enough, just right. What do you think of the suspension?
1: I mean, I think it's fair. Like, obviously, you know, Jonathan Smith talked about you have to hold your players to a certain standard, and when that standard isn't met, there have to be consequences. Um, but then again, like, I think part of just like being in these like high, high energy, high testosterone locker rooms is stuff's gonna boil over, especially when you've been in the situations that you know these guys have been in the last couple years when it's as hard to win games as it is um and then as far as like the length of the suspension goes like I'm fine with it and frankly this team can't afford to be without Gus Lavaca and Nathan Eldridge for more than a half if they want to have any chance of like you know getting Artavis Pierce and Jamar Jefferson any kind of rushing room so I'm fine with that
0: yeah that's one thing I'm pretty interested just to see what the starting lineup for the offensive line looks like on Saturday, Um, because with no Eldridge and no uh, Lavaca, there's going to have to be some shuffling, and it'll be interesting to see what that unit looks like. Um, But, I mean, let's hope they don't have too much trouble against Cal Poly on Saturday, um, because that would mean the Beavers are in for a long season.
1: Absolutely. It's going to be a test of uh, a test of will and a test of character, as you will, because on paper this is a game they should definitely win. But the uh, the added injuries add a, another layer of uh, anxiety to it for Beaver fans, as it were. So,
0: yeah. And um, the the early odds I saw were kind of released. They usually don't have like official sportsbook odds for FPS versus FCS games. Um, But it looked like Oregon State was 17-point favorites against Cal Poly, um, which honestly seemed a little low to me. Cal Poly is a decent football team, um, but they're not like an elite FCS team by any means. Um, And kind of one of their new wrinkles that'll be interesting to watch for is they mostly run the triple option. Um, So kind of what do you know about Cal Poly and what are you looking forward to Saturday and sort of what are your expectations for this weekend?
1: Yeah. Like in 2019, seeing a team still run the triple option is like, it's like seeing like a blockbuster or radio shack still open. It's like, Oh, that's, that's a (laughs) thing that still exists. Some people still do that. Um, but I mean, they, they run it relatively well. Um, you know, as we kind of mentioned earlier this week, when, when we were talking, they've had several different players, um, you know, rack up big rushing yard totals in the last, uh, you know, year and a half or so for them. Um, so which, which is the sign of they run the triple option pretty well, at least for the, the level that they're at. Um, but like the thing about defending the triple option in particular is you have to defend the dive. You have to defend the quarterback coming off the edge and then you have to defend the, the option guy sweeping all at the same time. And with, as depleted a linebacker core and a you know defensive end core that uh, Oregon State has right now, that's going to be particularly tough. So some guys are definitely going to have to step up in the place of you know all the guys that are injured right now.
0: Yeah, it's. I think it'll be a good test for the defense. Um, I'm hoping that they're going to be able to wreak some havoc, get into the backfield, and blow up some of those plays before they have a chance to really. Um, get going and get deep yards, uh, but it's triple option. When, they, when it's run well, it's really hard to stop, and your defense has to be very disciplined. Everybody's got to do their jobs. Um, so I think Cal Poly's offense is going to cause a little more problems this weekend than Beaver fans would like to see, um, which is unfortunate. Um, and kind of what I just have gathered looking at, some of their season previews and um, looking through some of their box scores. Uh, they have a new quarterback this year, Jalen Hamler is his name. I think he's a red shirt freshman, um, but he's doing really well. He's um, one of their leading rushers and they've also throw the ball more than I expected. Um, have you read anything about that or kind of noticed they are actually a decent throwing team when they need to be?
1: I saw that. That's interesting. You, like you mentioned, you don't see that a lot with triple option quarterbacks, but that's the thing when you run the ball, as well as a lot of these teams that run the triple option do it, they don't expect you to throw it, which opens up a lot of possibilities. So yeah, Hamler, I think will just adds an interesting dimension to their offense. Uh, Saw it in that, that week one win, um, so they can definitely bust that out when they need to. So that those defensive backs on Oregon State side are absolutely going to have to be ready for when that inevitably pops up.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so just looking through, they played two games this year, Cal Poly, and they're 1-1. One and one. They opened the season against San Diego. Um, and in that game, they racked up 386 rushing yards. And then they also had 221 passing yards on just nine completions. Um so looking their their star wide receiver, his name is JJ Kosick. Uh, hopefully I'm saying that right. But um he's had over a hundred yards in both of their first two games and his average catch is like twenty yards or so. And so okay. just like you were saying, when they when they are running they just keep going, they run, 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 and when the defense least expects it, big play down the field is open for them. Um, So it's going to be a challenge for this defense. It's going to be a look they don't see a lot, and they're going to have to be disciplined and kind of not get lulled to sleep and watch out for the big play still.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. Like, once you least expect it, that's when these option teams can throw a a deadly pass like they've clearly done to this this JJ kid uh, several times. So... Uh, like I mentioned, that defensive back core is going to have to be ready for it.
0: Yeah. And um, besides the two names I just mentioned, Jalen Hamler, the QB, and JJ, I think it might be Koski, um, the wide receiver. Also look out for uh, their fullback. His name is Dewey Trans-Sampson. And then there's a couple of running backs, CJ Cole. Um, and there's a handful of running backs that get the ball. But this team, they're probably going to run it upwards of 35, 40 times on Saturday, and then take a few sh- uh, handful of deep shots throughout the game. Um, and that'll be a good test for the defense, like I said. Um, on the other side of the ball, I'm hoping the offense can kind of put that second half um, that they had in the Hawaii game behind them and really string together a lot of solid drives. Um, and I'm hoping this is the type of game where we see a lot of the backups... Tristan Jebia get some time, um, get some carries for guys like B.J. Baylor, or more carries for Artavis Pierce. Um, what do you think? Is, uh, is the offense going to be able to move the ball pretty efficiently this Saturday, or might they struggle a little bit coming off of that Hawaii game?
1: If they have faith in their run game, they should be able to have a decent day. If you go back and look at that game against uh, Weber State, um, that team, I don't have the exact number in front of me at the moment, but uh, Weber State ran the ball a lot. Um,
0: oh, yeah, they did. So, I got like, the box score right here, 43 carries for Weber State for 275 yards.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, like, I that makes me feel a lot less nervous than I otherwise would because if there's one thing that we have, it's two really good running backs with Jamar Jefferson and Artavis Pierce. So like if the offensive line can, can overcome the absences there in the interior with uh, Eldridge being hurt and Lavaca having to sit for the first half um, and build up a decent cushion at some point with uh, Jefferson and Pierce, who in theory based on that Weber state game should have a pretty solid outing against this Cal Poly defense, then I think they will be fine. But um yeah, because, I mean, if they don't, then, like, it's only going to get harder from here. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. that's kind of what I'm seeing based on uh, everything that's happened up to this point in the season.
0: Yeah. And um, I could see this game, uh, just to make some sort of prediction here, uh, maybe the Beavers start off a little bit slow. Um, they're not used to the triple option totally. And so the game might be a little closer than fans want in the first half. And then the second half, the beavers should be able to pull away. No, no problem. Uh, they'll get the Lavaca back to help open up run lanes. He'll be fresh. And then just the depth that Oregon State has over Cal Poly will be um, crucial as the game goes on. And I'm hoping it'll be a comfortable win. I'd say the Beavers win by 20 or so. And then they've got a bye week. Uh, before they start the Pac-12 schedule, which will be nice and get some of those guys healthy, as healthy as they can be. Um, So and as we look ahead to the Pac-12 season and the schedule, how are you feeling about Oregon State? Um, Do you think they're going to be able to pull off a couple upsets, or are you kind of discouraged about what you've seen through two games?
1: This isn't completely off from what i expected to be honest i think they'll pull the pull off the win this week to get the first one in the column there and then i think they'll pull off a win against one of the arizona schools because from what we've seen so far neither of those teams are very good so i think they can pull off one of those games and uh it'll be another two win season unfortunately but you know, based on uh, based on what I'm seeing, that's kind of what I'm thinking. UCLA is not good either, so that'll be a pretty close one. We'll see about that one, but I'm pretty confident they'll at least take out one of the Arizona schools in addition to this Cal Poly win this weekend.
0: Yeah, I think um, I'm with you there. I think they get the win this weekend, and then they get w- one other win. Um, not sure who it'll be, um, and I think it'll be a little bit like last year uh, when. Oregon State fans were pretty excited for the Arizona game, thinking that was going to be a good chance to get the, the win. And then Arizona just crushed the Beavers. Um, and so there'll be some games where it seems like it'll be a prime opportunity um, to upset a team, and then the Beavers just will have a rough game. And then there'll be other games where they'll play somebody like Washington or Utah, one of the elite Pac-12 schools. And then the Beavers will play them a lot tougher than kind of anybody anticipates. Um, And I think this team will just in general be more competitive in the Pac-12 this season, even if that doesn't result in a a lot more wins or anything like that.
1: It all depends on them staying healthy though. That's the big thing. If the players, if these impact guys uh, can get healthy, get on the field and stay that way, then things are obviously going to be a lot easier because in this in this current state with it seems like again guys just going down left and right that's going to create a lot more problems as the year goes on and uh yeah people are going to remain in the uh frustrated state they are now as uh, as twitter would indicate
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure and i sympathize with the frustrations um and i didn't get a chance to to watch Jonathan Smith's press conference today, mm-hmm. uh, but but did he touch on Artavis Pierce's status in the second half of the Hawaii game at all? Um, did you catch anything about that? Um,
1: not really. He didn't he didn't address it too much. Um, I mean, I, he seems to be pretty confident that like both Jamar and Artavis are gonna get uh, get some carries from from here on out so like from what I've gathered it it seems like both those guys are going to play a pretty big part in the run game going forward but I mean obviously you know uh Jamar's just uh when Jamar's hot you got to keep feeding him so that's yeah what I understand is happening
0: yeah and Jamar had a great game against Hawaii and he's definitely shown he's capable of Having 20 plus or 25 plus carries. I think he had 30, 31 against Hawaii. Um, but I just, from what I've seen from Artavis Pierce, he looks healthy and he looks fast at, at his senior season. So I'd like both of them to get at least double digit carries each game just to keep them fresh. Um, but it's always a tough balance trying to keep everybody in the offense happy. Um, yeah. But yeah. I just felt like the Hawaii game, they kind of went away from Artavis Pierce and they relied too much on the passing game when that was um, kind of faltering and not having a lot of success. So that was where one of my main frustrations came from.
1: Yeah, no, I get that. I think like part of it had to factor into like Jonathan Smith knew how explosive Hawaii is and how explosive they have been. So part of him had to think like, they're just going to like blow up at any moment. And, you know, obviously that game was a lot closer than I think some of us expected it to be based on, you know, that information. So I think part of the reason why he wanted to keep passing was like, you know, we got to go for these, these big gains and put ourselves in scoring position because at any moment, Cole McDonald could just go off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I that I'm part of that had to factor into it, but you know at the end of the day, Oregon State's strong point, especially with like Travon Bradford being hurt, is the run game. So they're they're going to have to rely on that more going forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And that it did seem like the coaching staff was pretty um, kind of fearful of Hawaii's offense getting hot because they there's a lot of times they're trying to go uh, for the big play or they were going for it on fourth down um just to try to get more points on the board cuz they kind of knew that Hawaii um was going to score the other way. Um even though the Beaver defense looked better than I expected, especially in that second half. Um so, we'll yeah. see how it all plays out. Yeah, no,
1: the uh yeah, Hawaii was just it's uh yeah, Hawaii is always tough, so I kind of knew that was going to be difficult going in, but that was one of the other things that Smith kind of iterated in his in his presser is that he was genuinely impressed with the work that the defense did and limiting them to uh, what they limiting them to what they did and giving the offense at least a chance to to hang in there at the end. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I liked what I saw, um, especially in the second half. I mean, of course, I didn't like the um, four touchdowns they gave up to JoJo Ward, and most of those were the big plays. Um so let's hope that doesn't repeat itself against Cal Poly. Um and overall I'm I'm with yet. This is kind of what I expected. The Oregon State season to go like um I'm not discouraged by any means, but I'm not overly encouraged by anything that I've seen yet. Um uh, I'm just kind of excited for the Beavers to get a win on the board and then take some time to regroup before they kind of hit the meat of their schedule. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. Did you have any other thoughts kind of about Oregon state football at this time?
1: This isn't too far off from where a lot of us expected them to be at this point. I don't think a lot of us expected the injuries, but, um, that's just part of football. Unfortunately, you got to roll with the punches and, uh, just get back in there because you know we knew this was going to be a tough year going into it so obviously it's it's a bummer but I'm not I'm not surprised and I kind of knew this was going to happen so you just got to just got to roll with it and hang in there
0: yeah and I think with a team like Oregon State injuries they happen to every team every year obviously but when they hit a team like Oregon State that doesn't quite have the depth build up um, that they want, and Jonathan Smith and company, they haven't had three, four, five years to recruit all their players and have that depth ready. Um, it kind of hurts a lot more. Like you look at USC, this probably isn't a perfect example, um, but their quarterback goes out for the season, and then they've got a true freshman step up and just look amazing last weekend. And I'm not sure that Oregon State would can really lose a lot of their key players and then have another guy just step up ready to take the reins. So it takes time.
1: Yeah. Those next man up situations are rare. And like they already had one last year when Pierce went down and, and Jefferson stepped up and had the year that he did, you know what I mean? So like to expect that to happen at every position is just not realistic. Unfortunately.
0: True. (laughs) Um, And I'm hoping that Jalen Moore can could play a little bit this uh, this weekend. It sounds like he was almost ready to go against Hawaii, but they didn't want to risk it, and you don't want to re-aggravate your hamstring because that takes forever to heal. Um, but even if he doesn't play the whole game or kind of plays a limited number of snaps, it'll be good to get him some game action uh, before the Pac-12 schedule starts.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they need so, him back there for sure.
0: Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. You got any big bold predictions for against Cal Poly
1: uh i will i will watch the game beer in hand possibly <laughs> even 2 we'll see what happens
0: it's <laughs> good news awesome thanks joe for joining me and uh we'll have you on later this season for sure
1: awesome sounds good man